The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. Today is the match preview for the Arsenal game. My name is Adonis, you know me from the Adelites. Joining me today is Alex, our resident Riot Badger. Good morning, afternoon, whatever it is, I can't tell. Correct. And uh, 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 Ben's brother, Keith Dover, from the Tuesday Club. Uh, Hello, do you know what? That's the first time I've heard that. I've never... (laughs) 60 years. And I've worked 20 years at the Ford Motor Company. And do you know what? (laughs) Nobody at the Ford Dagenham plant ever, ever oh. said that. That's the. F- Do you know what? I might have a good chuckle at that a bit later because nobody's ever. <laughs> we you- started off well. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Cousin of uh, White Cliff. <laughs> Oh, it's another one. It's never heard that one either. God, that I will take the piss out of you guys. And I hope that, obviously, when I come off and you talk to your fans, you'll be taking the piss out of me. We'll be really nice about you. Of course you know. No, you know you no, absolutely. Once, once I go off, you go, oh, God, they bastard, nope. you know, southern. <laughs> and, I, I, and, I, and I'm going to say to my guys, what did they talk about? And I'm going to go, they spent an hour just going, leaks, 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 Repeat, you just said that. That's all I ever said. Yeah, it's pretty much. I'm making bend over jokes. I bend over jokes, naturally. You know. But uh, no, so are, are you looking forward to the game? Yeah. Uh, a bit of trepidation for me. I think we've both come off defeats, haven't we? So yourselves with Villa, us with uh, Palace. So it's it's a bit like, mm, what do we do? What's you know, what's Arteta going to put out against us? What are we going to put out? We got people back from injury, so it's a bit of an unknown for us. So. Uh, you would normally say he's got a draw stamped on it, haven't yeah. you? Because you've got yeah. two teams; they're both they've both got to show show something. Hmm. I mean, we've been just hopeless lately. You know, I mean, the the Villa game I mean, it should have been four; could have been actually more goals scored because uh, Villa had a perfectly good goal disallowed, and and that was forty five seconds in, which would give you a clue how the game yeah. got pan out. <laughs> Yeah, when you're a goal down after 45 seconds, and I'm glad that this game didn't have any fans because it would have been empty stadium anyway. After right. I think you know, I think most most people would have walked out after that. Right. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. I think if I was a Leeds fan, I'd be more optimistic about getting a result because yeah. I think they. If the Leeds manager looks would have looked at the Villa game, he would have said, "Listen, there's weaknesses here to exploit. We know what you have to do. If you do it, if you carry out the job, you'll get a result." 
<laughs> I've always been optimistic against Arsenal. We seem to uh, be your bogey team. Whoa. I remember 99 and Hasselbank's diving header to deny you the title. Very much And so. even though it went to scum, it was still still felt pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, well, it would do. I mean, you have been a bogey team. Don't forget, even in the 70s, you were uh, mm. the arrival, you know, the League Cup final, FA Cup final. So you've always had a good, a good record. Mm. I mean, it sort of balanced up a little bit when you had your troubles. And it's good to see Leeds back where they belong at the top table. Because you're a massive club. Um, Can I ask you something, Keith? Yeah. What do you think of Arsenal Fan TV? Have you been on there? What What do you think of them? Right. Do you know back in the old days when people used to, rich people used to pay the uh, people who run lunatic asylums to go and have a look at them, look at the inmates? <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Right. <laughs> I used to pay 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 people at bed to go to bo- go to Bedlam to have a look. I, it's got that. I I used to like it a little bit at first, and I can understand fans who have travelled up to say, you know, Manchester or Leeds on a cold Tuesday night, and your team hasn't performed, and you come out, and you've all done it. You've done it. You've gone, but you've gone back to the pub, and you've you, you know you've wow, they were useless. They didn't try. They didn't have any heart. They didn't have any passion. Ah, oh, you know, and you vent your spleen. But there comes a point. I think with Arsenal Fan TV, um, they allowed certain characters to dominate the show mm. and then it started to get nasty yeah. and and personal. And there's one particular character who's, who's lo- I'd love to have an electric collar around his neck. So every time he kept saying, you know what I mean, blood? Right, thumb? <laughs> you know what I mean, blood, thumb? I would press the button to try and get... Because he's... So- Listen... No, not of us fans. Which is, I'm just a working class guy. We're not. I'm not Stephen Fry. We're not the most articulate. But some of them, I just think, God, how thick are you? <laughs> you really are dim, and they've allowed the dim people to dominate. And I have watched a few other people who are very articulate and can put a good point of view over, and they don't seem to get the same attention. Whereas others who have been now courted by. Uh, radio stations, I'm not going to name their name, talk shite. Um, <laughs> I think we know they are. And, and they've even been on uh, Football Focus. They've been allowed a, a platform. Yeah. And But they've gone over the top of the vitriol. And, it's, and you know, actually, a lot of – it's like the, the Arsenal podcast. We get more listeners when we've lost because we get fans from other – you know, like Leeds fans and Villa fans. I've had Newcastle fans and come up to us and go, oh, we love listening to your podcast, but not in a nasty way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I think with Arsenal fan TV, you get people go, let's look at the Gooners because they're going to melt down and look how stupid they are. And there's a lot of Arsenal fans who do not like Arsenal fan TV and it has kicked off a few times. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, um, it's promoting the extreme, isn't it? So what they're seeing is the extreme opinions get the views, so they've got more extreme opinions, and it's just that it snowballs down. It's like I was involved in the the startup of All Leeds TV, um, and one thing that we said at the startup is we didn't want to showcase extremism. It sounds mm. awful saying extremism. Yeah, but you know, like yeah. Extreme opinions where people are really upset and stuff like that to, to cage at views, because you, you, people um, football is important to a lot of people, and you are a vulnerable in a vulnerable state after a loss 
and you don't want to kind of take advantage of that and kind of promote it just to get the ad revenue. Um, so we kind of stayed away from that. But yeah, I do see that a lot with Arsenal fan TV. It seems like it's it's um, tickets to the asylum, isn't it? You, you want to see people break down. You want to see people be extreme and stuff. So and it's those who shout loud. It seem to make their sales all all clear. I mean, I've yeah. seen someone give a personal, you know, an articulate point of view, rational point of view, and there's others behind them. And you, we know who these characters are. Yeah. I don't know. And they go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. and it's just, <laughs> hang on, you're just intimidated, this person. And to keep singling out the manager or the or certain players, it, it there's a comes a point it gets over the top because the problem yeah. is with social media now, that has a way of getting back. Now, if you're singling out a certain player every week, that player gets to hear about this. That doesn't help. That doesn't help. Listen, we've all been at a match and we've booed. Or, or you've shouted at, but that's at the ground. They don't hear that all the time. Yeah. And but when it's on social media and one of his mates or someone gets it, if you see an Arsenal fan TV actor, you see what they're saying about you, mm. and he looks, he'll have a look at it. Oh no, and it, that's not good. It's yeah. they've got there to put a, a break a, on it. There was a study done on the the World Cup semi final, Brazil versus Germany, a few years ago now, where. Brazil got absolutely. Oh, do you remember thumped. that night? That was. And um, and they they were testing the the Brazil fans, and they had uh, heightened levels of cortisol in their in their bloodstream. Really? So it's 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 like it's a physical. It's not it's not just a mental thing yeah. or a yeah, psychological thing. It's it's a physical effect that football has on you, and and I, I do think you need to vent. Otherwise, you're gonna get covered all in spots or something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, but it's better to vent with a smaller audience of people that you trust rather than the internet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but listen, you, you've, the, you vent at the ground. That was the point. You, It was, you know, let's go back to the time when you could go, football was a working man's game. You, you'd worked, you know, down pick or, you know, uh, you know, ask Southern Softies, you know, in factory and, You'd, you'd work hard all week, you'd go to the game, and you would shout and holler and think, and then that was it, you'd go and have a drink afterwards. Yeah. Now it's this immediate rush to go to your camera or onto the computer and, and then carry on the venting. That's the thing. It's the prolonging the venting. You go to the game, you, you vent for 90 minutes, and then you come up and then you go out. That's it. That was your release. Now it's carried on further, you know. Tune into our post-match podcast where we will carry things on further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've just totally uh, undermined my point. I would make it, but, yeah, but listen, I would imagine you have boundaries. No, yeah, absolutely. Listen, yeah, absolutely. we single out players. I was having a go at David Luiz a few week, months ago, and then I'll, then I'll turn it around and go, okay, I slagged him off a few weeks ago. Now, but you bring it back into you know reality, but you don't. You know, on Arsenal fans. I mean, it's understandable if you're slagging him off, though, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just for his hair, <laughs> his hair alone. Do you know you was mentioning Brazil fans? We was out in Paris uh, during the World Cup, you know, and we went to a Brazil game. And you know how the media love going, oh, Brazil fans. And they, they only ever turn it on for the camera. They are as dull as fuck. Right? Until the camera crew, come, they walk past, and then they start doing all that jumping about and that, you know, and as soon as the cameras go, oh, they're back to being miserable again. <laughs> they only do. Now, can I ask you a question? 
There's a couple of questions I want to ask because it's good to <laughs> talk to other fans. I'm glad we're being interviewed on, on our podcast. It's good. Right, there's, there's one. <laughs> Go on, Keith. Do you think uh, there's some fans who get uh, patronised by, let's say, the TV companies? And I'll give you an example. Right, uh, Newcastle are playing Southampton away. And the camera goes to the Newcastle fans and they go, oh, they've made that long journey down. Aren't they fantastic? Those Newcastle fans, they make you pr- proud, don't they? Leeds could be playing Southampton. Let's say, no, let's say even for, they're playing Exeter, right? Uh, and they go, we lose that. Then they go, there's the Leeds fans. And like somehow you were just transported there by the Starship Enterprise. But for, <laughs> but when it's Newcastle fans, it's like they've been on a Jarrow march. You know, they've actually walked from Newcastle to Southampton, yeah. you know, with their whippets under their arm. Uh, but they get, oh, aren't they lovely? Whereas Leeds or Arsenal, we travel around the country. It's, oh, yeah, okay. You got to the ground all right, did you? Yeah. That was easy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, Leeds, they always take a lot, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Leeds take a lot. I think most clubs always take a, their fair allocation, don't they? But but for some reason, Newcastle fans always say, oh, aren't they lovely? Oh, it's it because must be so difficult for them. The London-centric media have got no concept of distance. So Absolutely. <laughs> that's what it is. They, they think that Leeds is about 20 miles outside of the M- M25 and then, and then Newcastle is basically beyond the wall. It's in and, full Turk. Yeah, that's, it? it. <laughs> that's pretty much it. But also, I think... With the wildlings. Yeah, they are Shetland the wildlings. Islands. <laughs> <laughs> but they've also got like a set amount of phrases that they talk about on mm. on uh, commentary, especially with Leeds. It's like, oh, and it's good to see Leeds back in the top flight after, you know, being Champions League semi-finals. You're like, oh, you bingo. Okay. He's going to mention it. Ridsdale. <laughs> Goldfish. Yes, tick the boxes. Bingo. Um, yeah. yeah, it's the same with that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, they brought a lot of fans. Yeah, okay. Mm. You should just yeah. say something new, please. Yeah, it used to be. Little imagination, isn't it? And um, there's a great podcast called Football Clichés, which which deals with that topic. Oh, that's so I highly recommend that if you if you've never. Listened I'll, to I'll it. have a listen to that. Now, there's also one other thing. This is this is a weird one. I'm going to let's throw a curveball at you. Right, I want you to look at some, you know, any era of Leeds, you know, a match where you celebrate, you only score a goal. Mm-hmm. Camera goes to the crowd. You see all the fans jumping around, hugging each other. Now, this happens at every club. I want you to check this out. There's always one guy, he'll be wearing your club colours, who's standing there, stony-faced, not moving, looks totally stunned, not celebrating at all. You could be Barcelona, Real Madrid. There's always one guy. (laughs) I'm convinced he's an alien from another planet. (laughs) He's, He's disguised himself as a human. He's gone to a football match, but he hasn't a clue what's going on. Or how to react when someone scores. Well, sometimes that alien is me. Because when when Leeds go 1-0 up, I'm not convinced that that means that we've won in any way, shape or form. So that (laughs) that one goal is... But not that you've even scored the goal. I'll celebrate the second, but the first one's like, right, okay, so we need to be tight at the back now, so calm down, everyone. (laughs) It's like when Ralph Hausenhutl did that thing where he's like, oh, no, no. You remember? Yeah. He, 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 he goes to celebrate. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's basically <laughs> That's life as a Leeds fan. I tell yeah. you what, just do that. I'll ask, <laughs> ask your listeners to go go through your old DVDs or go on YouTube, find a game, and I bet you will find someone in that crowd who's not celebrating. 
it's weird. probably an opposition fan. <laughs> yeah. No, it's no, looking. he'll be wearing a lead scarf yeah. or he'll be wearing, you know, a lead shirt. He's probably been there. It's just uh, you can find someone. Always find someone. Now, got a question to ask. How do you stand on the VAR? This is the um, oh, VAR the United this, podcast. This, this, this is a wrong question. The United podcast uh, <laughs> presented by an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Sorry. Go on, Keith. Sorry. Go on. That is, I, no, I'll tell you why this is good for me, because I can get a word in. I'm yeah. going to get a word in edgeways on our podcast. I'm lucky if I get 10 seconds out. It's all about Alan. <laughs> oh, no, I ain't saying a word. He listens to this, then I'll, I'll have him moaning in the ear roll. So he's, he's, pro- he's probably switched off when I said uh, David, Lewis had, David Lewis had terrible oh, yeah, No, he, he won't listen. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've already told him you've given me £255 for doing this don't, don't say that Keith we're going to have to pay everybody else it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that was a private <laughs> fee we're actually raising we're actually raising money for charity so if oh, you, if I you could fuck off now you, you or you or any of your celebrity friends yeah. want to chip in that'd be you great you just tell us where and now I'll make sure I'll ignore it <laughs> <laughs> That's Arsenal for you. VAL, come on, guys. Only so I think, the, I think the three of us, the three, our three of us, right? We're now away from FIFA, right? I reckon we can sort this out over a pint. Right? All right. Now, right, we 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 actually drew a line under VAL <laughs> uh, in the last match review. Right. Well, I tell yeah. you, all right. This is like, all right. I'm the head of football. This is how this is how I change VAR. VAR. Right, we go back to the old way, referee and linesman, okay? Linesman, let's say it comes back to you. That was miles offside. Absolutely, really, really, really offside. That's when VAR comes in. It's not the size three millimetre of a badge, two centimetres of a boot. It's got to be clear daylight, really, really, really blatantly offside because we're seeing good goals being disallowed. Yeah. You know, mm. because you wait well, for a... the benefit of the doubt used to go to the, the attacker, attacker yeah. didn't it? Yeah. So that's the thing that's the change the most, and they just need to bring that back. And however they do that, whether it's your feet are onside, or if you're offside by say ten centimeters, or no, 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 some, no forget... arbitrary, some arbitrary figure. No, I, I want then... clear daylight, no, not a ten centimeters, not a foot, not the bloke's beard. You know, <laughs> I want clear. Daylight, a yard, right? That's that's offside. Not 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 this half an elbow. Forget that, because it, it's just killing the game. And the same with the handball thing. You know, that's got that's just. I mean, I think a yard would be a little bit too much because if you if you think about the players that have got a lot of pace in in the clubs, they'd be using that yard straight away. They'd measure that yard and they'd take it. Well, that's so when I would. You... That's when I'd say that's when you could bring in the VAR when there is that clear thing. But if you're yeah. going to go on the width of uh, someone's badge or their yeah. chin or their, it's just ridiculous because that. It's... I mean, how it originally started was there would be a striker um, hanging around by the goalkeeper, mm. you know, elbowing him in the ribs, tickling him in the testicles, you know, pinching his ass, you know, getting all up in his face. And goal hanging basically the whole time, yeah. and that's why they brought it in. Mm. So it wasn't to rule out a goal for being uh, a width of a hair offside. It was to stop people 
getting in the goalkeeper's space and, and staying offside the whole time. Well, this is what I'm saying. Now, if you could work this out, well, all three of us, why can't UEFA? Because UEFA said this week they've asked the people who run the, uh, the technology to introduce better lines, you know, the lines that they pull across because the fans don't understand it. No, we do understand it. You don't understand yeah. how football works. Yeah. You keep constantly <laughs> cocking things up. I mean, how I, I mean, do... the issue... Oh, no, I'm saying the issue. The issue for me, right, is just that it's like bureaucratic people who've never played the game and aren't really fans, and they've they've just stumbled in. You know, they've worn a suit and tie and stumbled into a job. Go on. It's saying that we can learn from different sports. So you've got tennis where there's calls. You know, each player is allowed a certain number of calls. So I would allow each manager one call per half. Where if there is a a goal that goes in or a contentious decision that each. Uh, manager or opposing manager can challenge it then it goes to VAR not every decision and because like the Bamford one against Palace there's no way that is offside and there's no way that the Palace manager would have called to check that on offside as well none of their players thought it was offside it was just VAR on its own said it was off and it's 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 just spoiling the flow of the game and when you get fans back in we won't be celebrating because it'll be like it's gone in but do we know it's a goal yet and then the goal comes up that they've killed that moment. You know, the moment where you score and you go, fantastic. And before you used to have a double check with the, ref, the lines on the referee, yeah, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now there's that period, oh. Yeah. Now you start killing that. If you kill that moment, fans will stop going. And this will happen. It's a, it'll be, it, it won't happen overnight, but it'll be a drip, drip, drip. Yeah. And then they'll realise, oh, my God, we've really cocked it up. When... Now, most decisions in football get made, look, I'm talking at club level, when managers get sacked, when there's empty seats. And that's yeah. what will happen. And then the TV subscriptions, people go, oh, I'm not really watching it now. Uh, because they're killing that, that excitement. But it's like they've managed to keep that excitement in rugby league when they go to the TV, the touch judge. And it's it kind of keeps that sort of thing Um well, so that, referees go to the, the TV judge far too often. But, you know, it, they do keep that, that tension when there is a contentious decision. But with VAR, it's just like it's gone in and like everything, all to all intents and purposes to go, it's like actually somebody in uh, Stockley Park has decided that they want to look at it. And then I think if any part of your body is onside, then it's a goal. You, you've that? made a really interesting point because yeah. you said rugby league and cricket and tennis, they introduced... Uh, VAR for one of a better term into their sports, but they got it right, didn't they? They got it right first time. I'm you don't hear any complaints it. like that, do you? Really? No, but that's the interesting. And yet, football that should have been ahead of the field in this department. You know, I mean, it, it was years before. It was the, all right. Did the ball cross the line? That should have been brought in many, many years ago, and the technology was always there, but they resisted it. Yeah, and we so <laughs> football then brings on the technology and then fails to get it right. Then yeah. cock it up. I think, yeah, I think there are there are two issues with it. The one issue is the, the law of the game to start off with. Um, so the laws for offside and the law for handball. And then the other issue is the people who are making the decisions. Mm. So I also think that's a big component of it is like, these people who are in charge of VAR and the referees themselves are not held to the same standard um, that we would expect of, say, you or I, just who's doing their job or, or a doctor or a nurse. I mean, 
if a nurse made decisions like I've seen officials, uh, the the death rate yeah. would would be but through do, the roof. Don't you I feel mean, that? Let's make before they are most decisions were correct, but they were the big ones. I think the, one of the big ones was Cardiff played Chelsea and there was two massive offsides which the linesman missed and that's when the call for VAR was started. Yeah. And that's the kind of things where I want to see VAR used is when it's a really blatant offside. Then I just, up until that point, I'd just leave it for the human beings. The handball thing needs to be worked out because I can see a team could be losing 2-0 and they'll just say, right, kick the ball at his arm. Hmm? Get, oh, yes. there, get in the tactic. penalty box and yeah. kick the ball, which most footballers should be able to do. Yeah. If, you know, say, kick the ball at his arm, we get two penalties, we're back in the game. And if that, that's rubbish. Yeah. You know, let's go back okay, to well, the old way. You know, if you stuck your hand up and the ball's travelling towards the net, <laughs> stop the ball from going in, that's ample. <laughs> so I think that was a, um, a great sort of um, taster of the, the Keith Dover podcast. <laughs> So we'll just go back to <laughs> no, the Arsenal match preview. Oh, the cup. oh listen, it's going to be a draw. And... <laughs> <laughs> so um, as far as I can tell, uh, Arsenal were... So basically, our listener knows a lot about Leeds. So mm. um, usually when we get we get the opposition podcaster on, we get them to tell us a little bit about Arsenal. I remember... Um, Arsene Wenger, the Invincibles, and then something something happened. I don't I don't know what it was. I do. Um, it's easy. We moved to moved to a new stadium. Ah, okay. So, so this hybrid. This is right. So you you mean what and what, what changed from being the Invincibles and, to a, that a slow decline? Well, you finished fourth every year, and you got knocked out of the 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 last sixteen of the Champions League yeah. every year yeah. to Bayern Munich. Right. That's how I. That's what it felt like. Well, no, it was. You're absolutely. It didn't feel like it. That's the reality. But the reality was, you know, we were told. The Arsenal fans were told we're going to move to a big stadium uh, so as we can compete with the Barcelona's, the Bayern Munichs of this world. And that was oh great. Okay, happy days. So <clears> we did that. Then, of course, Roman Abramovich tipped up, and the Saudis, which changed the whole thing. Now, Arsenal fans were under no illusion that. We got we knew down to a big stadium. It's gonna it's gonna be difficult. We knew where we weren't gonna have oodles of money, but the, you know the board goes, yeah, no, don't worry, we can afford to buy these players, which was clearly not true because we started to then sell. So actually, what Arsenal Bengal was doing was a miracle because we were selling our best players to City and whatever, and but still managing to make top four. But we was never. We were just missing out on deals. We were penny-pinching. I heard from a journalist, we uh, we went in for Cahill at Bolton. Uh, they wanted 13 million. We offered seven. And they said, nah. And then Chelsea went in and go, OK, we'll pay, I think it was nine or 11. And because they got a great player and he was worth 30 million. Hmm. Well, for, we penny-pinched on three million and lost out on a great player. Now, that's what was happening in a lot of transfer deals. Also, I think Wenger... In the days, he, he could spot young players, but he bought he bought some bad ones, you know. So he did well under the circumstances, but the reality was that uh, we didn't really have the money to compete with the Chelsea's and the, and the Cities after that. 
So I think that was a steady decline. And then once the stadium did get pay off, we thought great happy days. And then Stan Kroenke had tipped up. And, uh, you know, we thought he was getting some kind of American true grit. Americans hate to lose. What we got was uh, Monty Burns and Waylon Smithers from The Simpsons. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. But we well, listen. Well, it was good. It was good. We still managed to get three FA Cups, you know, at the end. For, from yeah, I was going to say because all I ever hear from all I ever seem to hear from Arsenal fans is uh, like a chorus of "Poor me" and how it's terrible being a uh, gooner and uh, long suffering and all that. Well, I tell you what, you want to see suffering? Try supporting Leeds. Well, listen, no, listen. I'm sixty, so. I I treat every cup competition seriously. I, I hate is listening to young supporters where the only thing they want to win is the Premier League and the Champions League and everything else is shit. Yeah. Well, I, I say to you, well, you want to be like a Leeds or a Newcastle or well, so I tell you what, if they won the league, tell you, would you take staying up and winning the League Cup this year? If you was, oh, so staying up, I'd take that. I'd celebrate. You take, you like take that, win. but yeah. a day out. Uh, listen, let's say fans about day out. Wembley, you won the League Cup final. Yeah, it'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? You'd have a day out with your mates, go down to Wembley, a few beers. You won. That, I've only been to Wembley once. It was the League Cup final, yeah. and it didn't go very well. <laughs> different, different so, stadium now. It's fine. It was a brilliant day up until. Of course. The, uh, the whistleblower. Yeah. <laughs> the whistleblower. The team sheet came out. But at least you've got a memory of that. Yeah. You've got a memory of that. There's some people who have never done anything. You know, look at yeah. Spurs fans. They talk like they're a big clubs, the Spuds. You know, the last time they won a league championship, you'd be a pensioner now if you were born. <laughs> yeah. You know, I keep having to point this out to Spurs fans because they're delusional. They still think they're massive and they're brilliant and like they've won everything for the last 20 years. And you have to point out, last time you won something was in 2008, you know. So if you'd had a child now, you'd be about 13. You know, you point, <laughs> it doesn't sink in. They're very dim people. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, <laughs> we've got to... I, I take all comp- uh, so I get annoyed when I speak, like going back to certain media things about, or when you you know phone in you get these Arsenal fans phoning and moaning oh woo, woo. we only won the FA Cup last year well that's better than nothing mate <laughs> yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, what God, you that, that FA Cup win of yours seems like years and years ago now it does doesn't yeah, it well, it was, that, that was bizarre wasn't it watching a cup final with no fans yeah, a trivial, that is a trivial pursuit question you know don't yeah, it? It is, yeah. what club won the FA Cup with nobody there <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll remember it it's burnt but, into my memories this year unfortunately uh, yeah. you, honestly when was the last time Leeds won anything uh, nine, last year yeah last year won the championship uh, no I'm talking about yeah, a proper trophy won the championship. a proper trophy a proper trophy <laughs> I'll tell you what you, you go down to the championship see how easy it is <laughs> no. yeah, listen yeah, if, if we lose against your mob that could be a distinct reality mate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, invite us on your podcast when you're doing championship yeah. roundup. It'll well, be great. Did you have? Did you have a civic reception? Uh, you know, the open top bus parade and everything. We had an open top bus, but yeah. it yeah. wasn't uh, very well received. It was quite controversial because what happened was um, 
we finished this final game and the trophy was presented. But obviously, we were in lockdown at the time, so uh, no fans should have been out. Yeah. But they still had an open top bus. And then loads of fans gathered, which they shouldn't have done, and they had all the celebrations outside. And a lot of people felt shortchanged because the message was to stay at home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I understand why they did it. They did it so that it, there was an event that means it could then disperse the crowd that all go home rather than mm. staying there until the early hours waiting for something. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was. Uh, we've been a bit robbed of them celebrations, but we'll celebrate when we win the Premier League. It's fine. I do realise <laughs> that it's not considered a major trophy. Yeah. No, um, no, but, no. Of course, any, listen, any trophy. I, I, was, I was six years old yeah. to answer your question. Huh? We were the we were the last uh, true champions, so the last winners of the first division in 1992. Yeah. So I was six years old. Mm-hmm. So it's a very very long time ago when you. Uh, I, I know I'm not old yet, I, but when I'm 34, you know, six six is a is yeah. a long a long way away. Well, that, well, that was I remember that day because they went to Howard Wilkinson, and God, he was dull. <laughs> You think you've just won the championship and he's, well, oh, I'm going to have my roast dinner now. Uh, I might have a Yorkshire pudding. I might have two Yorkshire puddings, actually, and uh, with some gravy. I'm thinking, he's talking about his Sunday dinner. You've just won the championship. You should be like, yeah, oh, this is great. These are going to push on. We're going to win the European Cup next year. And it was like, oh, he was unbelievably... But, I when mean, it, you had a great team. Was it Cantona? You had... Um, briefly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Honestly, I, I'd be the same. You know, I'd be, I'd probably be thinking about my dinner as well. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, when he was outside the art gallery at the, the whole open-top bus thing, uh, yeah. when we could we could gather back in 92, um, yeah. yeah. he said, uh, oh, we're just going to have to go and win it again then, aren't we? <laughs> <Okay. laughs> and we didn't. We no. <laughs> had a terrible season the season after. Yeah, you should have been because uh, you did flirt with uh, nearly making the Champions League and the UEFA Cup final, which you would have played us in in '99, I believe, when you mm. got uh, Galatasaray. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's bad memories yeah. of that. Yeah, likewise, <laughs> they yeah. were. We, we went out to the final, and they were horrible. Yeah, and, nice and, I, and I don't know if you know if you listen to uh, Alan interviewed Arsene Wenger. Yeah, briefly. And, yeah. And when he went, uh, they said that the uh, penalty shootout, the referee said it's got to be taken up at the uh, Galatasaray end. And they went, why? Aren't we going to toss it? They said, no, no, no. Because they've been told by UEFA they were so scared that it would kick off if Arsenal won the toss and it'd be taken down their end. And it was like, hang on a minute. That's not fair. That's clearly bent. Yeah. So I've awarded that UEFA Cup final to us. (laughs) But you should have been in that final. And, you know, when we was out in Copenhagen, there was Turkish fans going. Oh, I say, I say, not say Turkish because Turkish people are great people. I've been on holiday there, but the Galatasaray fans were going into hardware shops buying pickaxe handles. Now you would think, as a responsible shop owner of a DIY store, maybe the best thing. <laughs> yeah. Why do you? That game, that semi-final, should never have been played. No, no, no. Because you've been robbed in a few European finals, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, if we'd have played you in the final, You'd... we would have won one nil, like we always do <laughs> when we play you in final. And it would have been a controversial goal as well, probably, and we could have been moaning that. Because yeah, you didn't win that. It was clearly, you know, we should have had four penalties. <laughs> that last goal was offside. What if there's like a technological exactly. solution that we could have lines across the pitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Well, I was in the VARB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, now, Keith, not... come on. There was there was nothing controversial about Alan Clark's diving head. <laughs> no, there wasn't. No, that was that was a perfectly good goal. And yeah, I talk about trying to milk the public, you know, with some guy, Big Joe, breaking his shoulder or something. <laughs> We had to do something. <laughs> I've been saying dirty leads for the previous seventy years. Yeah. On my Facebook page, they brought up the uh, Chelsea Leeds final, and they said, reviewed by today's standard, eleven players would have been sent off. <laughs> yeah, be about right. <laughs> and I was watching it, and they're not wrong. These tackles were brutal. I mean, we are talking, it was more like a rugby league match. Yeah. You can't believe. And no penalties were given. There was guys literally hacked down in that box from both teams. Chelsea were just as brutal as you guys. And there was yeah. no penalties. Yeah. No One yellow card. One. Yeah, that wasn't that when Bremner got kicked in the head? <laughs> I think it was. Repeatedly. Yeah. He, he had an English accent before that. that. <laughs> I think even the ref was like, okay, that's probably a yellow card. I don't know if you ever watch any of the old, you know, match of the day sort of. And it's really funny because, you know, you've got Brian Moore and he goes, mm, he's appealing for a penalty, but I don't think so. And neither does the referee. And he, laid there with a broken leg. <laughs> he's, he's nailed him into the penalty. Yeah. Just... We watched, um, we rewatched the uh, San Siro game when uh, we beat them 1 0. Um, yeah. and <clears throat> we were watching that, and there was about four or five times where a tackle went in that would have clearly been a foul on a card nowadays, mm. and it would just want even blown up. And it's the game, it's a really like a bit of a curmudgeon thing to say, but game's gone soft, it really has. It, there's it's not a contact sport anymore. No, listen. I, I was listening to a, a German journalist and he, he made a good point. He said it doesn't need to be hard, but players need to think about the tackles they're making. And I think it's the tackles where they're thoughtless. And that's where a guy, you gets a broken leg. Yeah. I mean, I think only England could, probably would have done a lot better. But, you know, come a World Cup, probably most of the team are, are in hospital yeah. because, you know, that season, you know, they've been butchered. But um, I mean, it just has to be simple, doesn't it? If you get the ball... It's a tackle. Yeah, it's a tackle. And if you get the guy's leg, shin, it's not a tackle. But you want you want the game to be played hard, but not mindless. Not that, you know, you don't want ma- managers going, now, really get stuck in. Get stuck in. In fact, just punch him in the head, repeat. No, 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 no. Get the ball. It would be hard, but there is a happy medium. But it's that stuff where they're just two-footed tackles. Well, was Right. Yeah. So we've gone about, okay, we've gone 40 minutes now and we haven't talked about (laughs) the. What what are we going to be talking about? We haven't talked about the current side of either (laughs) club. Yes, because we're shit. And this is a match previous. (laughs) Listen, listen, I'll bet the people listening now are going, oh, that was a cheery podcast from Leeds this week. Yeah. Because I learned a lot about the 1999-2000 season. Well, 
This, I tell you, I, your listening figures will go through the roof. <laughs> I, you're you're going to be inundated with sponsors, people going, ah. Oh, <laughs> Welcome back this, to the Nostalgia Cast, and today we have yeah. Keith. And yes. we're this, talking... I tell you, next week's, next week's podcast, you'll be advertising, Betfair, <laughs> you name it, Guinness. It'll all be coming to you'll be You'll be sitting on the thrones next week. Um, Other betting companies and uh, what you companies <laughs> are available. Go um, on then, Adonis. Keith, can you... Yeah, can you give us like just a little brief breakdown of um, how your your team is is going currently, and then we can then we can do our match predictions. Wow, based on something. Okay, I tell you, uh, you want a breakdown? <laughs> it's not hard, mate. Just look at the previous results. We 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 thought there was green shoots developing. Mm. You know, we thought ah, oh, we'd won the cup and they were under our set of things to be moving forward. Then we lost to. Leicester at home. I mean, listen, we knew we. I wasn't expecting much of Liverpool away. We uh, and and Manchester City, and then we think, oh, but you know, okay, we didn't get stuffed previously. We'd be losing five, six, one up at those places. Well, you know, didn't get. So we thought, okay, it's coming together, and then we get a win up at Manchester, and we think, oh, they look that's, and then you have the Villa thing come around again. So we're not consistent, and. What was worrying last week is that, well, you know, the Villa game, I should say, is that, one, they didn't seem to want to try it, and then Arteta comes out, and instead of bollocking the players, he just said, well, this one's down to me. Well, yeah, well, what did you do wrong then? <laughs> you know, and so I say it's down to me. So I don't know where we are. We need another striker. If Martinelli comes back, but he's a young kid, um, Lacazette is going through one of his troughs again. So, uh, Bami Yang should be played in the middle, but he's played out on the left. So, that's not our defence. He's always missing in action. You know, uh, so, well, I don't know where we are. I think, well, I, I don't think we're going to make top six. I thought we might make top four this, this season, but we're lucky if we make top six. Okay. And uh, we're coming off the back of two four-one uh, defeats, so that's the yeah. state of affairs. Yeah. Now we have the match preview prediction, mm-hmm. and so far, Alex, <laughs> you've clawed you've clawed your way back. Oh, Look wow. who came crawling back. <laughs> I'm still last, though, so, right? I'm still second. No. Whoa! It's six all. Oh wow! Cool. Um, so uh, for fresh listeners and for yourself, Keith, you get one point for uh, predicting the correct result. So a win, draw or loss for either team. Right, one, one. You get three, three points for a... All right, Keith, I haven't, I haven't finished explaining the rules yet. Jesus. You've come on here. We've invited you. you you're a guest. You tried to change it into the Keith Dover podcast with your questions and your topics. <laughs> okay, uh, so one point for a correct result. Uh, three points for the exact score uh, and a point for scorers. So, Keith, I, I imagine that you're going to say one all. One all, Aubameyang to score. Okay, one all and Aubameyang. And who for leads? Being on goal. An own goal. <laughs> you can't allow us to score. <laughs> no, 
Louise, Louise. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Or he'll give you, Louise will give you a penalty. Right. Okay. Louise to give us a penalty. Louise to concede penalty. We're getting very accurate on these predictions. You get, you're definitely getting three points if, if Louise concedes a penalty. How about okay. the official attendance? <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I'll go to the, the nearest zero. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. and that's exactly how many points you'll get for guessing it <laughs> <laughs> to the nearest zero. <laughs> okay, and uh, Mr. Riot Badger? I'm going to go 1 0 Leeds. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be Clark at the back post with a diving header. <laughs> no, I'm going to go. Um, I think we're going to see Rafinha start, so I think I'm going to go for a Rafinha goal. Rafinha. Ay caramba. Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> that was the prediction. Cool. I will do, you, be... do you get feedback from your listeners at all? Do you? Yeah, uh, yep. terrible. Yep. It's shit. One star. Fuck off. <laughs> Pub fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Five stars next week, mate. Aren't we? <laughs> oh, that was where, brilliant. where were you when we were shit? <laughs> Is that what they say? Yeah. To be fair, we are the 367th podcast that's been brought out this season for Leeds United. So, you know, <gasps> oh, we're in good company. There's so many. That's why we've, you know, back in the day when the Arsenal podcast, we, you know, we did this. Uh, we was like always up in the number one, top ten, you know, and then we started it again, and there's every man and his dog's doing a podcast. Yeah, you know? That's it. Well, that's what we need to start next: the every man and his dog podcast, <laughs> yeah. where we just just talk about every every other club and get to the top ten. So that's a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> the general podcast, the freeloaders podcast, just that's support te- any team that's doing really well at that present time. <laughs> and more sporting news. <laughs> Now, here's an idea for for every fan who's listening. Uh, tell you what you do. do you, I mean, I don't know what your fan base is, but let's say you've got some medical students listening to this. In you know. get hold of a skeleton, dress him up, uh, get that skeleton into the ground, put it up. You know those plastic covers they put over all the seats. Sneak it under, so as when fans are allowed back and they take off the plastic cover, there's a skeleton, <laughs> and they go, "Oh, Christ Almighty! Did anyone know with the Human remains were found at the Emirates today. Yes. <laughs> and he still left early. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do, do you get that at Leeds? Do you get anyone they leave Leaving about? They, they leave about 10 minutes towards the end. You do see some of that. And there's the guys that sit behind me always leave at 85. 85. 85. And that's probably the early Celsius leave. I've left before at... Uh, probably 89 88 89 just because i cannot watch this any longer and i'd rather get to my car quicker and go home but, but let's say it's, you're playing your local rivals and the game's really exciting you're winning one nil or two, you know you're two one up but it, oh, you never know got five minutes of extra time would you leave then because i've seen people leave no no yeah i i mean do you have any issues to... with transport i mean what's it like the game's finished it's not terrible to get out of uh it's, it depends where you park. Yeah, I park at the top of the hill in Beeston, so you've got a fair walk to your car, but at least you've got better uh, travel out. If you're parked in the, the, 
the ground car parks, you might as well just stay there for the rest of the game. Oh, and really? just you just sit in the car for probably another hour after the game before you get yeah. to the, yeah. the M62. I mean, I, I had a season ticket for about eight seasons, I think, in a row, and went all league, league and cup games, like league cup games, FA Cup, UEFA, Champions League, all during that run before I moved country. And um, and I, I never left early. We never left early. No, no, we'd always stay to the end. I mean, there has been times I have obviously left, but I mean, I've never understood. They either turn up late, leave early at half-time to get a pint, come back late at half-time, and you're thinking, I don't know why you've even bothered. You've right, Barney. 30 minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you don't do that in a cinema, do you? You're just, oh, I think I'll get into that field 10 minutes. <laughs> what could I possibly miss? Uh, I'll nip out for a fag and then leave just towards the end. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, do you know anything about that film? No, I had no idea how it finished, mate. <laughs> we left early when, when we were younger. Um, yeah. We'd driven, we were on holiday in near Whitby and we'd driven back for the game. We were playing uh, Blackburn. And we were getting beat 1-0 and it got to the 85th minute and we had to drive back to Whitby to continue the holiday. And my brother went, oh, come on, we'll just just leave, let's go. So we came out of the ground, just walking up the law fields and just uh, hear Brian Dean score the equaliser. Oh, no. I've never forgiven you for that, Adam. So, <laughs> And rightly so. Yeah. But it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? You only learn them lessons after. Um, I think that's the only time that I've left with any sort of time left to go. I mean, Blackburn, we scored two goals in extra time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it does happen. I mean, Derby 97, we were 3-0, 3-0 down just before half time. Yeah, the Southampton game as well, 3-0 people, down as well. How do you a lot of people left and we won 4-3. How do you think Leeds are so. doing this season? Do you think they'll, they'll stay up? I mean, I've seen, I mean, you you should have had a point at Anfield. I mean, that was, hmm. you know, I, I see a team now, oh, wow, this, they're going to do well. But you've had a few knockbacks since, haven't you? Yeah, I think it, it ties in with a, a few injuries that we've had. So it's, mm. um, I think we've got, Bielsa likes to keep a, a, a smaller squad for obviously because you keep them at the same level of fitness. But the problem with that is, is a couple of injuries decimates your squad and you end up playing the kids. Uh, and that's why we've been at in the last couple of games. So Calvin Phillips, who is a massive linchpin to how we play, he's been out, but I think he's back uh, tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, Rodrigo, how, like a, Record signing, he's been out as well with coronavirus, so he's back. Um, but yeah, it's one of them things where we've been a little bit of a threadbare squad, and that's kind of highlighted where we probably need to strengthen. We need strength in depth, but uh, yeah, so I think if we keep um, the key players fit, I think we'll stay up easily. I think we'll probably challenge for top half. Uh, if we don't, I still think we'll stay up, but I think it'll be tight. I think it's been mainly more than more luck than anything else. Um, I've I've been saying like if you look at the goals, they were just freaks or set pieces, and Bielsa in his press conference yesterday confirmed exactly what I'd seen and what I felt when I was watching it. I don't do the analysis he does, um, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he gave a you know twenty minute answer to why why have you conceded the most amount of goals in the Premier League and he broke down the analysis of each goal. And if we hadn't have conceded these goals from corners, from dodgy penalties, from bizarre own goals, we'd have conceded the fewest number of goals. 
in the league. Um, and, and, and I don't think it's anything structure-wise. So a lot of it partly comes down to luck. And, and the other thing is scoring first. So if the other team scores first, they can sit back in a block, not bother about attacking and just defend. And that's really difficult for us to break down, for any team to break down. But especially for us, because we don't have the David Silvers and whatever. Um, and, and if we score first, they've got to come at us and they've got to open up. And all of a sudden, there's all this space at the back. And because we're so fit, we'll attack with seven players. Oh, trust me, if we score first, we'll give you plenty of opportunities to equalise. <laughs> oh, that's a given, mate. Mate, mate, we could be 2 nil up and you'll still have plenty of opportunities to claw this one back. You know, so. so I'm I'm very optimistic about the game tomorrow. I saw... Uh, I live in Vienna, so I saw... It means uh, rapid. Yes, <laughs> thank you. That's uh, I couldn't resist it. it. It it has a similar frequency to bend over. Uh, that's sure. what I thought. That's why I said it. Um, so I saw Rapid Vienna versus Arsenal. Oh yes, and uh, and you guys were so bad at the back mm. trying to play out. I feel like that is maybe not the best tactical. Um, Leno looks like a scared rabbit in the headlights every time he gets the ball, um, and we press everywhere and especially high up. Yeah. So this is what I mean. I mean, this is the thing. Arteta's trying to play the Manchester City way, but he hasn't got the Manchester City quality players, and so he's trying to say, "Listen, I want you to play like Manchester City, play out from the back with all this skill." But if you watch the Barcelonas and the Manchester City the way, they, it's Fast, it's quick. They're really. I mean, when City played us last season, then when they beat us three 0 I think that they are so snappy. It's just quick passing, and you can do that play out from the back if it's fast and accurate. We, on the other hand, trying to do, it, but it's slow. It's predictable. It gives the, the other team can literally build a wall. I mean, literally get some bricks and some men and build a wall while we're still passing it around. <laughs> but that's the yeah, so, but we haven't got that quality and yeah so i mean i was a lot more worried uh when we played leicester and palace and i'm more worried of burnley than i am of arsenal mm. so that gives you some indication yeah. of yeah. our style of play and who we like to play um but anyway i feel like we should um, wrap this up now yes well it's been um, nice having you on my show and, <laughs> thanks for uh, having us keith it's been lovely and uh, you know if you want to come back next week you're more than welcome and uh, of course you know do drop us a, a message when your view listening figures have hit the roof <laughs> you know. thanks the check will be in the the first sponsorship check will be in the post keith. but we have put I think we've put some certain issues to bed here. You know, I think, you know, we've clearly sorted out the VAR thing, uh, which is good. I and, learned something uh, today. You have learned. <laughs> you have learned something today. And I want you to go now. Well, he's in Vienna. I don't know. Well, Alex, where the hell are you? Oh, Leeds, unfortunately. Yeah. I want you to Can't go. Be nice. I want you to go. I've been to Leeds many times. I'd like you to go into the city centre and preach the word <laughs> that I've given to you, you know, and just said, you've seen the light. Well, I am um, about to go into the city centre, but it's not to preach the word. It's to buy some coffee and come back home very quickly. <laughs> yes. The Church of Keith. 
<laughs> I have heard the Dover. The Dover has spoken. Have Listen spoken. to me about VAR. No lines. No lines here. <laughs> no lines there. No lines anywhere. And don't forget, go for your. Go, I want you this afternoon. Go for your old DVDs, Leeds United winning things, <laughs> and look for that fan. You tell me if I'm wrong. But your listeners are going to be doing that. The Dover has be... said that there will be one man left, yeah. stood standing alone <laughs> and motionless. That man is an alien from another planet. <laughs> they'll be emailing next week you're going to be you'll email, they're going to go, have you seen this email they're through the roof and they're going to go he was right you know <laughs> he's right in fact they'll lay let's have him on every week and you'll go fuck off <laughs> listen it's really nice talking to you guys yeah you too mate cheers and I hope you, you do well mate. apart from tomorrow <laughs> yeah and it's the, the Tuesday club isn't it the Tuesday club with Alan Davis. So that's where you're from. Uh, we're, back, we're, we're doing that tomorrow after the game, so we'll either be going, oh, no, you won't believe it. We've done really well. We're going, oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I was a, a, a big fan of Jonathan Creek, um, so send up, pass on those uh, wishes. Yes, and uh, have you ever listened <laughs> to our podcast at all? Yeah, I've got you on the uh, subscription. So. Uh, it's... Our co-host Ross has as well. Uh, but um, me, no, I'm, I don't listen to do, do, well, I, 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 do, I think the podcasts are, have, are more in touch with the fans than any of the media and the major radio stations and all of that, and I think that's why they don't like like us. Yeah. You know, I don't mean us personally. I don't think they like fan podcasts and uh, fanzines because I think we've always known there was a, a – a gap between the players and the fans, but I think there's a gap between the media and and the, and fans. the fans. Yeah, yeah. And there's our reality, and there and because you know damn well all these people on the radio and that they get their corporate tickets, they get you know they get freebies to the cup. None of these people have ever paid to get in. They've never queued up in the pouring rain at Ellen Road to get to a stadium. You know, uh, they don't know what they've it's never, like. They've, they've never drooled over a over a. Pie and peas. No. Have they done it on a cold Tuesday night at Stoke? No. Yeah. None of them. Ever. Exactly. <laughs> Few more cliches. No, nobody in the media hates us. Uh, they, nobody in the media has even heard of us, probably. Ever... There's never been one article about us. Well, they will now. Trust me. Right. We're famous now. Do, you put us on the map. Do you ever... Thank you very much. Go on. No, put no, us on just the map. one last thing. Do you, do you, do you ever get Dover, wound up no. with your own fans on phone ins when they're phoning up? And you want to go, well, you get to the point. Sometimes. Go, I've, been a, I've been a Leeds fan for 28 years. I sit in the uh, Arthur Crow stand. <laughs> and uh, I buy a pie before the game. And, yeah, it's very nice pie. Oh, it's quite funny, actually. So what I do is I, dra- I walk down Beeston Law and I say hello to my uh, Doris. Doris has lived at 43 for quite a lot of years. <laughs> but uh, she's, she's had trouble with her back, so I've been helping her out anyway. I, I go down road and I say hello to Keith. All right, Keith, over. you're right, mate. <laughs> And he's an Arsenal fan, but he's all right, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and you're going, will you, you know, get don't, to don't the point? Like <laughs> Bit of an Arsenal fan, but he's, he's <laughs> Well, thank you, Carla. That's all we got time for. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your point, Alex, on today? Oh, I've forgotten what I was talking about. Who are you? Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> and... Thank you, listeners. That's all we have time for. So you can catch us on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Uh, subscribe on your podcast player. It's at uh, The Roaring Peacock, I believe. Peacock's That's Roar. what you've been listening to. <laughs> yeah, Peacock's Roar. There you go. Even that. 
My name is Adonis. Uh, it's a very goodbye from me and a very goodbye from our guest, Mr. Keith Dover. Thank you, mate. And it's a very goodbye from uh, Resident Right Back. See you later, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.